We're back with another episode of the Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. Welcome to the show. This is episode 27 with Chris Kissack, who is the head of SMP Esports Division over in the UK. And Chris is actually the first guest that we have on the show that works in the financial space that works specifically with players and with organizations. And so he'll get into specifically where his focuses are, but was super pumped to have him on because I feel like this is such an important part of the industry and it's a part of the industry that doesn't get spoken about enough, but it's so core to the foundation of it and helping uh, esports and gaming really continue to push forward. So I really enjoyed having Chris on. Uh, he has a really interesting story about how he actually came to an already established company and opened an esports division within it. And so I think that's really unique to his story. And he dropped some some great knowledge bombs for everybody on the show. So with that being said, I will not hold it up any longer. Welcome to the Lodges podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this. Welcome, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Lodges podcast. This is episode 27 with Chris Kissack, who is the head of SMP Esports Division. And Chris, we're just going to hop right into it. I know you're you're coming in from London, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. You are most welcome, man. It seems like it's been ages since we've been talking about doing this, and I'm really hyped for finally coming around. Um, yeah, I'm in London today uh for the ice uh gg bet counter-strike challenge so i'm here for what four days um okay yeah it, it's 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 great to be on the show yeah no definitely i'm excited to have you and so i know you and i want to just jump into the business side uh, for the meat of this episode but if you just want to really quickly in a minute or two let the guests know a little bit about you where you're from your background that would be great okay yeah um i I'm from the Isle of Man, which some of your listeners will be like, "What? Where?" Um, <laughs> but it's it's a uh, it's a tiny island. It's a tiny, gorgeous island, between England and Ireland. It's like 30 miles by 13 miles, population of like 85,000. Um, independent government. Um, we are known for a few things. We're known for the TT races. Uh, known for being an ind- independent government. Uh, big corporate sector over over on the island as well. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I grew up there, uh, born and raised there, and uh, I've just been a massive video game fan since. I was trying to think if, if you ever asked this question on like on the show, what was your earliest video game memory? Um, I'm I'm gonna say it's it sounds cliche, but it, I think it was Space Invaders. So I'm kind of showing my age there, but um, <laughs> it's on on an Atari. Um, and yeah, massive video game fan uh, in all shapes and forms. Uh, but I've I've fortunate enough to over the last few years to be able to carve a niche into uh, supporting esports in the video game world, um, taking all my knowledge on a on a corporate side of things. Right. And and the time is 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 such a fantastic time in in video games and esports. Uh, so yeah, so I, I head up a dedicated esports division for a global corporate service provider. No, that's awesome, and, and it definitely is an exciting time. I know you and I have both chatted about how there's so much going on. So we will. So so what what we'll do is let's just jump into SMP 
And mm-hmm. so high level, just to, to, again, give the listeners a bit of context before we jump into the esports division, if you just want to describe or let us know what SMP as a whole does and, and what services they provide and that whole sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So SMP is a global um, award-winning corporate service provider, independent corporate service provider. So we provide uh, corporate services and solutions to different sectors. So we've got um, uh, different markets that we we support. So luxury assets, real estate, uh, yacht, aircraft, wealth management. Um, we've got a lot of very, very talented in-house expertise in various uh, divisions. So we've got corporate services, trust guys, accounting and tax, uh, VAT fund, and uh, a very large e-gaming and uh, betting division as well. Nice. So, and, and which is what attracted me to, to the group, really. Um, they're very well known in the betting world. Uh, for providing corporate services and solutions. So it's uh, um, providing licensing, uh, guidance, uh, project management, consultancy. So they were on my radar anyway from from what they did in the, the betting and the gambling space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I approached them middle of last year and, and I was already working in the corporate sector and said, look, I know what you guys do uh, and you do very well in the betting and the gambling world, but you don't have an esports division. Um, so I gave them a presentation and, and we talked and there was a bit of courtship around the opportunities in the esports space and, and they knew of the, the, the world of esports as well. So they, they've got some clients, um, some betting clients who uh, solely provide uh, um, sports book betting on esports, but they didn't have anybody, anybody in house with dedicated knowledge and, and I guess more importantly, passion in esports. So um, the the timing was right because they were they knew that they couldn't miss a, miss an opportunity to kind of get into that space, but they also mm-hmm. knew that um, you can't bluff your way in. You can't um, just kind of force just because you've been working in the the betting and the, the gambling space um, that it gives you a free ride or a free ticket to, to jump into esports. Um, so yeah, so I, I pitched them and, and did a presentation and, and said, oh, I think you need a division and I think I should be the one to run it. Thankfully they said yes. Um, and I started in, in August last year. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And a lot of people do ask me that they say, well, look, how did you, how did you get into, um, you know, heading up this division? And, and really it was just, um, a case of, of seeing that opportunity and going for it. Um, a big believer, as corny as it is, is that, you know, fortune favors the brave and the bold. So um, it's not that I didn't have anything to lose. I had a great job with a, an equally great firm um, at the time, but there was just that that opportunity from knowing what these guys did um, uh, and the awards they were picking up from the work they were doing in the e-gaming and, and the gambling space um, to say, look, guys, um, You've, you've got an opportunity here to to really carve a new division in esports. Um, and that's what I've been doing over the last kind of six, seven months is is building this division from scratch. Um, yeah, no, and, and what I think is interesting about your story is, you know, I think traditionally we think either when you're coming to esports or gaming, you either obviously join an organization or a business, somebody who's already planted, or you are a startup and, and you have a business plan or a product or a service. But what I found really interesting about your story is that you went to an already established company and pitched them about 
you know, jumping into the esports space, which I just thought was very interesting because I guess it's not as traditional when we think about entering the space. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, I thought that was really cool that you went to a company and, and you had the idea and you pitched it to them. And obviously they've hopped on board and, and you've run away with it. So, yeah, um, very, very fortunate. The fact that it's, you know, um, Ted and Jade and the guys, the, the directors who um, I started having conversations with, they they're very um, business development minded. They knew that what was going on around them. They were attending um, conferences and, and expos um, in their world, in the in the betting and the gambling world. Um, and there was just this buzz of esports. But they were like, right, we 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 need to get in this. And and the the, the interesting thing is 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 a lot of the services and the products that um, I'm offering and I'm I'm supporting the the, the esports space with um, the guys are already doing very well anyway. So mm -hmm. um, it's not the most exciting things with when it comes when you think of esports, but it's it's what I believe is really important. So this is corporate structuring, tax planning, the accountancy, the tax, uh, VAT. Um, these these are things that I guess sometimes get overlooked. I know they get overlooked, whether or not <laughs> it's 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 from an org level or it's a pro player and uh, or it's somebody that's streaming and, and monetizing his, his content but he's come from the bedroom to playing on the, the world stage or he's he's you know he's a master a, a huge amount of followers overnight um but he's never felt a tax return on his own before or right it's a, it's a grassroots org that is you know coming up in the ranks and they've got some great talent but they really need that that guidance and support from a corporate side of things it's like okay well let's sit down with you guys and look at what your plans are over the next one years five years what your aspirations are if it is kind of a journey to get to the international or if it is a journey to play in the next major um let's kind of work back from that and what do you need to put into place you know have you got a a, a business bank account have you got um your your ip and your brand trademarked um so i i i I've spent a lot of time educating, um, if I'm honest. A lot of my time has been about education, and right. that's educating. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, but educating um, my guys in house. So while I'm 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 kind of the smallest division within the group at the moment, um, it was really important to me to make sure that the guys like on the floors above me and 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 my colleagues uh, had a real understanding of the esports world. And I, I, I didn't go in thinking I was gonna suddenly make, you know, diehard Counter-Strike fans overnight, but <laughs> it was really it was really important to me that if I, when, when I bring these guys to the table in a meeting, that the guys from the esports world sitting across the other side, um, they feel comfortable that like, okay, you know, we're talking about our esports organization, or we're talking about our players, these guys get it. They understand it. I'm not having to start from scratch and say, hey, you know, I play video games for a living. Um, and I know from having conversations with people in the space that sometimes that can be really daunting. It can be really daunting if right. they pick up the phone to a tax advisor and say, hey, look, um, I need some help filing my tax return. And the guy's like, well, what do you do? Oh, you know, I, I, I stream for a living. Um, and they're like, what? You know, I, I'm on twitch but what's twitch and 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 right. i don't i didn't want anybody to to kind of feel that while i i'm passionate about the space um i'm not a qualified um accountant i would have to bring in my accountant guys or i'm I, you know mm -hmm. i'm not a vat geek i mean i i you know I, I enjoy the tax side of things but when i bring my vat guys to a meeting at the least the vat guys know oh okay the, these are a league of legends um players or this is an org and the difference between an org and a team or um, so I've spent a lot of time educating internally, but also 
at banks, governments. Um, I work really closely with uh, our government over here um, and and really spending as much time as I can uh, bringing people's legitimate knowledge. I think it's the, the knowledge that you can feel is legit. It's not just mm-hmm. something that's been read off like a Wikipedia page or a, a website. It's like, okay, these guys, um, they, they understand it and they've got appreciation for um, the world of esports. Right. No, and, and I think so. To, to go back, I know you had a lot of points there that were all really important, but to go back to one of your first ones, you know, you were talking about how some of the services that you provide or the, or the company provides aren't exactly what we are say are, are fun topics to talk about, right? Like a lot of people when it comes to the financial industry, whether it's taxes, whether it's tax planning or savings, <laughs> investments, you know, for, for a lot of people, it, that's a boring conversation. I mean, to just be blind. And I know you and I both work in this space, it, so I'm saying, yeah, it, it, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I was, I was on the pl- on a, on a flight back, um, recently and, um, sat next to somebody and he was like, you know, how's it going? Nice to meet you. You, you weigh on mm-hmm. business. So yeah. Uh, what do you do? Oh, I work in, work in esports. And instantly he was, Oh wow. What do you play? I said, well, you know, right. I, I, I don't play anything professionally. I mean, I play a lot of Hearthstone and, and a uh, bit of Dota two. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, well, where, where's your, what's your channel? What's your, what's your Twitch channel? Um, no, I, I do the tax side of things. And instantly I could see it was, like, Oh, that's not exciting. That he, <laughs> he, 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 he was like, wow, okay. Um, and just kind of his, his excitement level kind of dropped. But um, I, I, I think I've, I've had some great, um, you know, great meetings and great conversations with people in the space that are like, finally, there's, there's somebody that, that gets the, the importance of, of the corporate side. Right. Because um, you can be the best team in the world, but if you, you know, you haven't got a, um, a good foundation and a good corporate structure underneath you. Well, you I have, in, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 that was it. Yeah, I was just saying you could be you could be the best player or the best org um, going. But if, if you haven't got a, a, a stable corporate structure underneath you, you're going to find things are really difficult as you progress. And as sponsors start writing you big checks or as um, you start bringing in the big prize money um, and then you have to, you know, play catch up on those things. Um, and that can cover anything. It can cover the, you know, filing the tax returns or as we've seen in, in, in the press, um, uh, in our industry, in our world, uh, um, if you're a tournament, tournament organizer and, and you don't have, um, the proper banking and the escrow services beneath you, you can run the risk that, you know, you're not going to be able to pay teams and orgs on time or in full. And then that's where your big boys, your big developers and, and, uh, your big brands come in and, and start knocking on your door and say, okay, well, look, you know, we're not going to let you run a tournament using our game anymore. Um, so the, the services that, that I offer um, goes beyond just, you know, the orgs. It covers a lot of touch points. Mm-hmm. No, and, and to your point, it, it, I think that that's needed, right? You're talking about how you've chatted with others in the industry and the space, and they're excited that someone like you is is covering these topics and being passionate about it because the fact of the matter is the industry can't be too top heavy, right? If we only focus on the, the players and the organizations and the businesses, but we're not providing and financial services, um, you know, law, insurance, all of those things I think are foundational services that any industry or space needs in order for the space to continue to move forward and continue mm-hmm. to expand. And so, and I know you and I have chatted about that, that there aren't that many people right now in, in the financial space, at least on my radar. I know on your radar, you kind of talked about it as well. And I think the industry does need more people in the financial space, you know, whether that's taxes, whether that's in investments, whatever it is, 
um, I definitely think there's a need for it right now. hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. Um, and there, there are services that, that my business won't be able to provide, but we'll, we'll, I'll require partnerships with. So we're not a bank. I, we, we work very closely with uh, different banking providers, mm-hmm. but it's important for me that um, the banks that I work with and engage with do have a good understanding of the esports space. And early on, um, I was having conversations with certain banks. And I was saying, hey, you know, um, uh, I head up the esports division, and some of them were like, oh, you mean gambling? I was like, no, 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 um, esports. And having to explain <laughs> the difference because obviously gambling comes with um, a, a different risk appetite. Uh, the gambling space is um, uh, very highly regulated, whereas the esports industry isn't. Um, they both come with their own risks um, and different challenges, but it, it's very important that not just sort of the banking relationship manager, but the compliance team and the risk team within a bank has a good understanding. So when an application goes in um, and it lands on their desk, they're not like esports. Oh, it's probably a typo. What they really mean is gambling. Um, right. So, so, like I said, education, and I, I guess I was a little bit blind to it when I came in uh, and headed yes. up the division. Um, I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time doing the BD side of things, attending conferences, attending tournaments. But in reality, um, it, it, it became apparent very quickly that the education piece was really more important. Um, and uh, and, and I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, and I think, it, you know, the last six months has been really beneficial. Um, but I'm also chomping at the bit to, to get out to more conferences and more tournaments and get in front of the actual, the, the guys and girls who require the services. Right. And I think, so you talk about the education side, and I think there's really two sides of it there, right? You have the education side of whether you're working with an individual player or maybe an organization where you just gave a great example. I think, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but maybe someone here is financial services and here's your company and think that you guys do everything, or maybe there's a service that they think you virtually cover and you have to educate them on, you know, okay, this is what we do. This is what we cover, but here, here's an introduction I can make to you of someone else that specializes in, in whatever that is. And I think that's huge because it's the education on their end, but then you also, you know, you talk about talking to a bank, where you have to educate them on the esports space, so that it's a it's a full 360 of everyone's on the same page, everyone's understanding. Um, you know, I don't know. I get really passionate about that, but no, no, it it is. You you you've absolutely nailed it there. That's that's exactly it. Um, the other challenge I have is uh, as soon as I mention the word financial services or finance, um, I do get a lot of emails coming my way saying, "Hey, you know, I'm a I'm esports org. Um, can you um, can you invest in me?" You invest mm-hmm. in my team um, and send me pitch decks uh, and investment decks, um, but that's not what we do. Um, uh, there's a lot of good guys in the space that do that, um, right. but it's not. It's that's not what we do. Um, but the education goes either way as well. The education to educate um, players uh, of the importance of the financial side. Some of them get it. Some of them just don't. They're like, you know, I. I it's it's not on my radar. I just want to play. Um, and any time that they're not playing, they see is is uh, they're losing the opportunity to sort of improve their game and improve themselves. Um, so taking time out to listen to a guy talk about the importance of filing a tax return sometimes is difficult. Right. Um, uh, but I'm I'm getting better and 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 learning the right angle and the right strategy to come into that and whether or not that's working with the org on it. I'm saying look, I'll come in and get some time with your guys, um, whether or not it's by a video link or I fly out and, and sit with them. 
and explain look because i think a lot of org, org owners they they also understand that that these guys because the, the industry is still in kind of adolescence adolescence phase mm-hmm. that um it's really important if the whole ecosystem and if the whole space is going to continue to grow that these guys these young guys they're going to be the next they could be the next team owners and next org owners exactly so yes educating these guys at this stage um is really important um and it might not necessarily be on their radar now, but in five years, in, in 10 years, uh, they'll see actually, you know, it's really important to to have that foundation and that structure at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's a lot of education, a lot of running what is esports presentations. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the, the, I'm in London at the moment for the ICE, the GGBet ICE Challenge, which is the quarter of a million dollar um, Counter-Strike tournament, which is currently ongoing at the moment um and uh, as part of that i will be uh running some sessions during the day on stage with some of my friends and colleagues from both the esports industry and inviting people from the the betting industry to uh, just have like fireside chats like a, a lot like what we're doing now on the podcast just talking right. esports um but really it's important for me because the, the 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 venue where the the gg bet um tournament takes place is at a uh, big betting conference called ice uh 35,000 people attend the the, the the conference um and these guys have built a dedicated esports arena um to to showcase the the counter-strike matches and i wanted to use it as an opportunity to uh, educate people in the betting world about esports but i'm bringing it so basic level yeah uh, to the point where okay uh, we're going to talk what does gg mean um, and for you and I and people in the esports industry, it's like, oh yeah, we, we know what that means. Um, but there's, I've seen it and having conversation, not just in the betting world, but people in other industries that because the esports is so exciting, because it's moving so quickly, you get people that are afraid to put their hands up and say, uh, yeah, that's all really great. Um, but what does GG mean? Or mm-hmm. what's a clutch? Or, um, I'm watching this, this game and I don't understand why these, these, uh, league players or these Dota 2 players, do they play Counter-Strike on off-season? Do they, things that might seem daft to you and I, but if you don't know and you've never had the opportunity to actually put your hand up and ask those questions, um, you wouldn't know. So over the next three days, I'm going to be running these uh, these sessions um, and hopefully doing a bit more education around that. Definitely. Yeah. And get to watch some Counter-Strike as well, which is... <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I mean, you have a great opportunity to, to be at this event and to not only attend it, but you got an opportunity to, you know, be an individual involved in it. And I think that's mm-hmm. amazing that you get to do that. To your point, though, when we're talking about bringing esports to a very basic level, I couldn't agree with you more. We actually, to share really quickly, we had a conference down here in Tampa, Florida about a couple of months ago, and it was an esports business conference. And so they had speakers from all over and different industries, very well-respected people. And the thing about it was it was a great, I understood it. The conference I thought covered a lot of important topics. I understood it, but I spoke to some people after and you know, one individual, she was like, it was great this and that, but while I understood some of the high overarching, you know, topics or, or ideas, she was like, I didn't understand what even some of the bullet points on the slides meant, just like you described yeah. it. And so I think we need to realize that, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, while 
us and others are in the space. And, and I mean, we're still learning every day, obviously, as well. Mm. But for very basic things, I think we do need to highlight that a little bit more and put a little bit more time there so that others can come in and, and really start to grasp it um, more efficiently. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next three days. I've got some great guests joining me. And uh, it, it's an opportunity for me as well to to learn about the betting um, space as well, and the, the, the gambling world. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the, 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 these two industries have, have, have not always made very good bedfellows because you've got um, them kind of butting heads in so many different um, uh, uh, pinch points there because you've got the, a betting industry and the gambling industry is very highly regulated. Um, you've, you've, it's, it is established. Um, it still has, um, uh, some resistance with regards, um, uh, the, the fact that from an esports point of view, certain esports are played by under 21s and under 18s. Um, but you, you'll have people wanting to bet on those, but then on the esports side, it's like, you know, we, we, certain individuals and certain groups in the esports space, um, want to be taken seriously as a, a growing industry. Some of them want to be taken seriously as a sport. Um, and you can bet on sports. So you can't have it both ways. You can say, well, take me, I want all the, the opportunities and the infrastructure that is afforded to a sport, but I, I don't want anybody to, to be able to bet on us. I don't want to be associated with the betting world. Um, so uh, just the same way, so that the analogy that I, I, I use in some of my presentations that esports is not betting just the same way as, as football is not betting, but you can bet on football, you can bet on the outcome of football and you can bet on the outcome of um an esports um game uh but yeah there's there's challenges around it and but there's also opportunities as well to to learn i think the esports industry is quite a controversial um stance but i think the esports industry can learn a lot from the betting and the gambling world a lot because it is one of the most highly regulated industries on the planet um it's very good at sniffing out bad apples and bad actors um and the esports industry, to a large extent, is unregulated. Um, so there's a lot right. that you can learn from from that industry. Um, yes. Yeah, so so it's it's going to be a, an interesting kind of three days here in London. Yeah, and that tournament. So I looked up that tournament actually that's going on that you're attending and you're having the opportunity to host a little bit. And the the, the encouraging thing and the great thing about it is it's actually grown. So last year. Um, I think they only had four teams and this year they have eight yeah. teams and the prize yeah. pool is up $200,000. So yes. that's just exciting for the space. <clears throat> I, know I saw that when I was researching and it's exciting to see that some of these events and tournaments are only continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, um, and, and last year as well, while the guys did a good job, it was more of a, um, uh, like a, we're putting some esport teams on. We're going to play some games. It wasn't really as as structured as, as a typical kind of professional esports tournament that you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Like a like a um, I mean, Blast is the Blast Premier is, is happening um, uh, was happening this weekend and is, is ongoing over the next uh, few weeks. So, um, but the level of, of production for 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 this tournament now for for the ice one, um, and as you said, the caliber of the teams, the production, the casters. Uh, it's effectively it's it's a full fledged um, tournament within a betting conference. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see tomorrow because um, tomorrow is the, the the first day, um, and 
the the numbers between kind of your hardcore esports fans compared to people that are at the conference anyway that are just popping in to learn about esports. Um, so if I if I lived in London and I got the chance to to come and and, and see some of these tier one teams play, uh, absolutely I'd, I'd take a holiday and, and take some time off to see that, um, especially as the conference is free to attend as well. So um, it's 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 going to be an interesting mix because that's going to dictate you know my content as well. So if I'm, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if I'm faced with, uh, you know, a, a full audience of um, hardcore esports fans telling these guys the difference between, you know, Dota 2 and League of Legends, and, and it's going to be different content and it's going to dictate the kind of conversations I have with my guests as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's an opportunity to kind of practice thinking on your feet as well. No, Chris, I think you're completely right. And you know what? I think that's a great point that that we need to, as people in this space, need to talk about more is if you have an esports event, especially one like this that is not even just a, a local thing in your city, but is honestly a full-on event that's being put and displayed, is if you're professional, just go and experience the event. And here it's even better because you've got the education side that's going on with panels or, or fireside chats or however you guys will do it. But as well as I think a great way to learn the industry is to go to the events and experience it and, and kind of yeah. see how things work, even if you have no idea what's going on, just to be there and see how the fans interact, see how the games are played and, and chat with people, you know, ask people questions. You know, if you're someone listening, I think that's a, a great way to start to get your feet wet in the industry. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's the same when I do my presentations. Um, I'll do if I come into a bank or a law firm and I'll talk about esports and talk about what S&P uh, esports does. Um, I will show videos. I'll show footage. Um, I think I'm pretty much one step away from booting up Steam and and playing a few rounds of a game. <laughs> um, but but it's really important because um, yes, it, because it's such a visual visual um, uh, sport. Um, it's one thing for just throwing up a screen grab of, uh, you know, th- this was the international, or this is uh, Blast, or this was DreamHack, or whatever it may be. Um, the sort of things that they've already seen in maybe some magazines or, or newspapers. But then to run a video and to sort of see that atmosphere and, and see the crowds cheering um, and people's, I, I love, I, it's one of the things I do actually love is, is, is running those presentations in front of people that, They've only ever seen the word esports and maybe Fortnite together in an article, um, and that's it. And they've right. seen that maybe their children play Fortnite, um, and they're like, I, st- I just don't get it. How is this like a billion dollar industry? Um, and then I, I, I've, I've got a presentation I run, and it's got you know footage and videos for actual tournaments, some of the tournaments I've been and recorded myself. Um, and they're like, wow, okay, this is big. This is huge. And and then the, the kind of light bulb moment when I start to bring in, if it's a banking presentation, say, look, these guys, they're going to need the same banking as any other professional sport. If it's football, right. if it's tennis, if it's Formula One. Um, Formula One is a really good analogy sometimes because you'll get that um, franchise model and being able to say, look, yeah, actually, it's just like Formula One. You know, the guys have got to buy in to be in the franchise. They buy a slot and they get a share of um uh some of the the uh the revenue generated from that and uh they're like oh, okay yeah I, I can get it now I, I i see that um of course they're gonna need banking of course they're gonna need tax advice um and and yeah so that that's quite a good a good thing and i'm hoping to kind of get some of that um over the next three days as well as we start having conversations and i've i've, I've got a really good mix as well of guests so i've picked um 
uh, people from both the hardcore esports industry. I've got some casters coming on mm-hmm. who know very little about the gambling space, but I've also got some guys. There's a guy uh, who worked um, in the gambling space, but he also worked for Microsoft um, and Activision Blizzard. He was involved in um, the um, uh, Guitar Hero launch, and he worked on the Xbox 360 launch, and he's a little more senior uh in, in age than some of my other guests but that was really important for me because i wanted people that that, that are attending they're like hey look it's not just uh young uh young people playing this and, and involved in this there's a guy he's my age he's worked in brands and names i recognize um i, I can connect with that right uh so i've i've, I've i'm really really lucky and, and privileged to to have such a, an awesome range of guests to join me over the three days um, that tick so many different boxes. That's exciting. It, it, it seems like you guys, I wish I was in London and, and I could go out to the event because it sounds like yeah, it's going to be a yeah. good time. Well, well, well yeah, you, you see it runs for three days. So if you really, you really want to get over here that bad, <laughs> be careful what you say there, dude. Um, uh, true. Yeah, it's true. if, um, I mean, the, the, I'll be on your side of the pond a little bit more this year as well. So, um, uh, if, if, if it goes well and, and it's a good format and a good setup, who knows, we could potentially take it on the road. Yeah, yeah, no, and hopefully you and I have the chance, to, whether it's over there or over here, to meet up in, in the near future. Mm-hmm. That'll obviously mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, okay, Chris, so some, I know we got about 15, 10, 15 minutes left here. And so something I wanted to chat on that I know you work work in this part of the financial side is this. And, and maybe not too much talk about how you provide the services, but just maybe for an educational standpoint here, if you want to talk about this. Can you chat about how, if you're a pro player, and and you're playing maybe in the United States and you go overseas. If you're playing overseas, you come over here or even in different mm-hmm. states and countries, you know, the implications of being taxed in different regions mm-hmm. and, and what that can mean for a player, some of the the problems that can come up with that. You know, if you just want to highlight that for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, again, I keep I mean, I've used the word so many times during this to show dude, but it comes down to education. Um the same way if you you know if you're a tennis player or you're another sport sportsman um if you travel out to wimbledon or you travel out to mm-hmm. uh, tampa or wherever and you play in a tournament in that jurisdiction or that location um you've got to be aware that you know that um uh, country or that that jurisdiction may want a piece of that prize money um you've come to their country you've played in their tournament uh before you get your your, your winnings and we write you this prize price check uh, we're going to want to want a piece of that um now there are certain jurisdictions who will um uh want you as an individual to file it yourself and, and pay that over uh, there's certain jurisdictions who will uh, press on the tournament oper- operator to say okay you need to make sure that um before you had any prize money it is is net of uh, taxes which are due to to ourselves mm-hmm. um so th- there's there's a lot to um, make sure that you're aware of and you understand um and some orgs some of it is, is is a case of educating them at org level so if the prize money is paid out directly to the org then the org before it starts dishing out um a, a cut of that prize money to the players they've got to good, they've taken good tax advice and they've got good um a, a good understanding um, it's if you are a grassroots team or you're an individual um, who doesn't have the support of an org, it's just making sure that you're aware of your tax liabilities. Um, 
and the the the, the thing is, you're not difficult to find because the, the attack, because of the marketing and because of the the, the news that will be easily identifiable, <laughs> and you only have to track on that that individual's kind of Twitter right. feed. That okay, yeah, he he's just put a tweet out there that he's won fifty thousand uh, dollars. Where's our share? Where's our piece? Right. Um, and then also giving them giving them assistance and guidance on when it comes to um, uh, being mindful that they they've got to put in their own personal tax return at the end of the year as well. So there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about. Um, and we have, thankfully, we've got um, some great in-house tax advisors um, and we've got a real good network of, of, of tax professionals as well um, through our partners and, and through our network. So um, thankfully, we've got a lot of bases covered. Um, but yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's about educating these guys. It's about education mm-hmm. and being, being mindful of the importance of that. Right. You know, you bring up a very important point that I really hadn't even thought of yet. But the fact that not only are there articles and headlines that if you're a team and an individual that wins a prize pool and it's significant enough, there's going to be an article there. And it's very easy, like you're saying, if you're, you know, the IRS over here in the United States, it's very easy to find the individual. But I'd be very mindful, too, as a player, if you're playing on weekend tournaments or game tournaments. And again, this is not investment advice. This is just Mm -hmm. education. Be mindful that everything you put out there can be tracked, right? So if you're constantly tweeting every week about the thousands you've earned and then your tax report doesn't show that, you know, mm-hmm. be mindful that the people are able to track that very easily. And that's why it's important, like you're saying, to educate and, and to track your earnings, understand the jurisdictions you're going to be in. All of that, I think, while it's maybe boring for people, I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it shouldn't be scary either. I mean, everybody uh, yes. is going to pay their dues. Um, and it's not about... Uh, trying to you know mitigate or avoid it's just about paying what is is due but making sure that you're not um you're not going to get caught short at the end of the year right it's like shit i've got to i've got to pay this but i've already spent it um what do i do um is you know and 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 making sure that the guys don't don't panic and that they understand that the you know the irs example isn't going to come kicking down their door or smashing through their windows um it's it's understanding that yeah you you you, these are the lines of communication you've got to have Mm -hmm. um and and because i'd hate to to, you know for it to be sort of you know a a a young player that is is earning money really quickly um and spending it just as quickly as he's earning it and then he gets his bill at the end of the year and he's in a situation where well you know what do i do who do i turn to um so, so yeah, and I'm hoping as part of the education drive, being able to educate org owners the importance of um, providing kind of a pathway of care for these guys. Right, um, right. From a, from is you know is is probably crazy as it sounds, but you know from a mental health and a, and a, a, a being mindful of these young guys, um, giving them the, the 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 guidance and the support, um, and you're not just cutting them loose. Uh, uh, and you'll have orgs that you'll have guys that go through orgs and, and they, they don't necessarily make it as, as an organization. Um, but they're still left with the earnings that they made through that year. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think the industry as a whole, I mean, I, I you know, I, I can't solve this mm-hmm. on my own, but the industry right. as a whole needs to, to work in, in, in ways together to be able to, to support, uh, these young players, with that knowledge and with that understanding and where to turn to as well. 
Definitely. Definitely. Well, well, last question, because I want to be I know you've got a busy schedule over there and I want to be mindful of your time. But I guess last question to to close this out before we go into the lightning round is we talk about and I think we've talked heavily about the education side. Maybe what advice would you give or, or tips would you give if there's a player listening? Right. Or, or an org. Or, or No, let's go with the player. If you're a player listening, okay. um, what should because of course the important thing too is that the players are with a whatever it's a financial person whether it's taxes they're with the right person someone that is educated and qualified and I know that can be scary on the player side to be like you know who do I trust with my money or who do I trust with with doing this what tips or advice would you give to a player when selecting who they pick to do their taxes or who they pick for for whatever it may be in in the finance space um the first thing is is not be afraid to pick up the phone and ask. Don't be afraid to to make more than one call. Just to, to call around the houses and say, look, and just explain the situation you're in. Uh, uh, and you'll just get a feel for um, uh, the, their understanding of both the industry you're in, um, maybe the, the, the difference in, you know, age of particular clients. Um, it's important to ask and not be afraid to ask for um, – uh, a, a kind of a history of, of, of clients or businesses that they've worked in or sectors they've worked in as well, mm-hmm. that ultimately they want your business. So don't be afraid that you can't ask some difficult questions of them. Um, so they earn you as a client. Um, I would say there's, there is a lot of information really available online, but be, be cautious as well what you read um, in that you don't want to be taking tax advice or tax guidance just off something that you you, you read online um, because each individual circumstances can be very different um, and the, the last thing you want to be doing is basing your your um, your return or basing the decisions you make just based on uh, you joining the dots um, together on, on something you've read or even what you've heard on a podcast um, yeah. so so um, don't be afraid to, to kind of pick up the phone and, and ask um, and yeah, and, and all the last, like I said, ask, ask for credentials or, you know, um, uh, what sort of, sort of clients that they worked with in the past. Um, and it's not always easy, but being sort of brave enough to, to take the jump and get out and see them face to face. While that's not always um, easy to do, um, if you can make that effort as well, um, it's... Uh, it's definitely worth it being able to sort of sit across the table from somebody as well um, or have a Skype call. Right. No, definitely. And, and, and I asked that question because I know you and you and I are sitting here talking about this and, and it's not at all a vouch for, for, for whoever's listening to do business with either you or I, it's just mm-hmm. for the people to do business with people that are going to help them out and that are the correct individuals. Cause Chris, I think you and I both agree along with a lot of other people in the space that it's all about helping everybody move forward right now. It doesn't matter who you do it with. Um, the industry just needs to continue to get pushed forward. And I think everyone's working together to do that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, all right, well, th- well, that was great. And, and I appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge, a little bit of your story, what you guys are doing at SMP, uh, was definitely great to hear about. So we'll go into the lodges light seven, which is the lightning <laughs> round here. <laughs> and great. so, so, Chris, you are the the every 10 guests, I put in a fresh new set of questions. And okay. so you were the first guest to hit this fresh new set of questions. So, Whoa. OK, um, so I'll just get rid of my crib notes then. I'll just get rid of it. 
Damn it. Okay, go for it. No, no, no. So here we go. So question number one is, who is your favorite superhero? Oof, man. Um, I'm going to say Spidey. I'm going to say Spider-Man. Okay, um, nice. To, to, to the point where we, I've got two boys, uh, and Bailey and Parker, and we named Parker after Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Nice. So, okay. Yeah, so I got to go with Parker. Awesome. Would you say that you were a morning person? So can you get up in the morning and you're ready to go at it, or do you kind of have to have your cup of coffee first and wake up, or or kind of what's your morning style? I'm I'm definitely a morning person, but that's out of necessity and and the fact, as I said, I I got two boys. My five year old, um, he he makes me a morning person, so he he kind of gets it. So it can be anything from like half five, six o'clock. Um, but no, I enjoy it. It's it's time with him in the morning. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty good to go. First thing I had to be. Right, that's funny. No, but that's awesome. Um, would you say that you would? Okay, so here's two options. Would you rather travel to the deep sea or travel to outer space? Um, I'm gonna say the deep sea. Okay. Uh, while I'm while I'm a sci-fi nerd and a sci-fi geek, I'm pretty sure there's more to see, um, down kind of deep sea. And it's undiscovered as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure deep space uh, is pretty much blackness and, and not much there. Um, okay. But, but yeah, deep sea. Okay, cool. Interesting. What would you say is your favorite beverage? Um, man, that's a tricky one because I'm doing uh, one year no beer at the moment. Um, and I gave up caffeine last year as well. But if you'd asked me last year, I would have said um, – bourbon and uh, a, a nice americano um so i'm gonna I'm, I'm still trying to discover what my favorite beverage is outside of those two um i'm gonna say at the moment oj orange juice okay uh, okay nice what would you say is your most used social media or what's your favorite social media platform oh i, I think you know the answer to that one linkedin <laughs> yeah man <laughs> absolutely i don't i don't touch any of the social media so um it's it's linkedin uh, uh all the way okay all right two last questions uh would you say that you prefer hard tacos or soft tacos the the hard shell or the, or the soft shell when you're eating tacos Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna say soft i i did some time working in mexico um and before i worked in mexico city uh, it was like hard shell all the way and then um i i went out there and and discovered like soft soft tacos and and mm-hmm. when i came back here i don't know whether or not it's it's just a uk thing um it was it was quite hard to get um, soft shell kind of tacos. It was all like that hot shell mm-hmm. stuff. So um, soft shell. Nice. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a soft shell taco guy as well. And then last question uh, this is kind of a fun one. What would you say is your favorite video game of all time? And, and if that's too hard to pick, then you could do favorite video game when you were younger. And then what's your current favorite video game? Um, I'm going to go – before you even finished answering asking that question, uh, I, I was like Resi Four. Resi 4. Um, yeah, it, that that game is just a masterpiece. Uh, Say that again. Which one was it? I'm sorry. Resident Resident Evil Four. Okay. Hundred percent. Nice, nice. All right, well there you go. You made it through the Lodges Light Seven just real quick. <laughs> Great. Thank um, you. well, Chris, thank you again. Really had fun doing this. Where can everyone listening find you on social media? LinkedIn. So it's, 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 yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I tend to post two or three times a day. Um, hit me up with a connection request and, and a, a DM on there. I'm always happy to, to kind of talk esports, tax, corporate. Um, but yeah, find me on LinkedIn. 
Perfect. And if you're listening, if you're someone listening on Apple Podcasts, the link to his LinkedIn profile can be found there. So you can just tap it and go right to it. Um, but Chris, thank you again. I hope you have fun at, at the event and I'm sure you guys are, are going to have an awesome time and hopefully get to educate others on the space and, and connect with other people. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, man. No problem. And to, to all the listeners, thank you guys again for tuning in. If you were a new listener, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. If you're a returning listener, we appreciate your guys support the subscriptions, the ratings. It really helps the podcast out. And we will catch you next week for another episode of the Lodges podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five star rating. If you've enjoyed this, you can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial on Twitter at Lodges on eFuse at Lodges and on LinkedIn by searching for my name Juan Rodriguez J-U-A-N following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information thanks and you were just listening to the Lodges podcast